Hey goddess angel, so you might hear a bit of background noise, but I want to share with you a secret collection of stories. So imagine that you hold it in your hands, this patent leather bound book that's adorned with goddess jewels, and it's literally one of the most expensive feeling things you've ever held in your hand and you can tell it's this really ancient ancient book um and as you open up the book flower petals are on every single page so welcome to one of the books of the goddess volume one and whether or not these stories existed that i'm about to read to you right now what I want you to know is that the woman in these stories are real. And so what I do is I read a chapter um, at the not the ends at the beginning of each day um, to really connect me to this place within myself and just so you know the word Oshun um, it means origin or, or source. so, Again, whether or not these stories existed, the woman in these stories are real. Prologue. Aphrodite looked down at the world. She saw her woman being raped and abused for their erotic life power. She saw children, the most adorable little boys' and girls' bodies, being treated as sexual gifts to the highest bidder in the room. She saw the lifeblood being drained through IVs out of her woman. She saw women tearing down women, making others feel broken for their bodies because they themselves were broken within themselves. And she saw the light and flower after flower go out. They needed her, and so she decided it's time. She had never meant for this to happen to her babies. The truth has been hidden for too long. It was time for them to know who they are again. Using her manicure nails, after I walked over to the bookcase and pulled out a tiny white book with gold pages. Those shoon pages. It was time for women to remember who they are. Today is the day that every woman in the world will be returned to her wings. All they have to do is to read one chapter each night before the next day begins. So chapter one, and I have them actually broken up into Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, but I'll just read them as transformation one or chapter one. So chapter one, Oshun and the Pumpkin Patch. And this story is inspired um, from the, the book African and narratives of Rishi, Spirit, and Other Deities by Alex Kukluk. So this is what the story is inspired by. Not necessarily the story find the book, though. A goddess is an art form of you and your truth, form, and beauty. She's in every line of your body and who you are and in your body. And that's the quote that the chapter begins with. Arumala pushed himself into Oshun in a pumpkin patch. Yemiya found her in the pumpkin patch with her own husband who had made Oshun get on top. And feeling humiliated, she vowed to make Oshun suffer. And she told everyone that Oshun had had sex with her husband. Oshun felt lost, betrayed by sister friend Yemiya, and utterly alone. She was scared of what happened to her body and felt violated that Arumala took a piece of her body that was so important to her. People laughed and jeered at her, and time and time again, Oshun became accustomed to letting her body be used. One day, while bathing in the water, the gorgeous Arisha Oshun caught her reflection in the water and began to cry. 
Her body didn't look a thing like its original form had been. All these years, she'd been avoiding mirrors so that way she wouldn't see the body, her body that others used to abuse her in. Her once tight, gorgeous frame with soft, glowy chocolate skin was now deformed and bruised beyond recognition. Her aura now gone, Oshun had lost who she was woman inside of her body. Why are you crying? A small voice asked. Surprised, Oshun looked around, but she didn't see another person. All she saw was a large goldfish. Surely it wasn't the fish who was speaking. Or was it? Don't cry, the fish said. Oshun was in such a state of loss within herself that she didn't even question that what she was about to have a conversation with the fish. That was the least of her concerns. My body, look at how she betrayed me, Oshun said to the fish. It wasn't your body, it was your energy that your body is in, the fish wisely replied. However, if you want a tighter, renewed, and even more goddess-like body, never fear, dear one. The solution exists and it lives somewhere in the forest. And with that, and without another word, the fish disappeared deep into the water before Oshun could stop him. Wait, wait, she cried out after him. This was the first time in all these years that someone had given her a semblance of hope and she had so many questions. And so began Oshun's quest for a healed and even more goddess-like body completely untouched by men. For the next six months, Oshun searched the forest looking for the secret healing. She tried everything from the leaves of a catacut tree to searching down and finding flower petals and pink roses that only blossom once every 10,000 years. Nothing worked. Oshun was tired. Her feet were bent and bloody from all the walking, and her very essence was burnt out. It was time to go home and be abused again. She couldn't find another way out. Sobbing, she slowly made her way out of the forest. Why are you crying? This time the voice was louder, kind, but loud. Who said that? Oshun said, looked around. And then she saw where the voice was coming from. A pumpkin patch, but not any pumpkin patch. Without realizing it, Oshun had accidentally walked right past the pumpkin patch that Arumala had insulted her in. I had assaulted her in. Me, said the pumpkin patch. A pumpkin patch? This pumpkin patch? This is the last thing that I need to see, especially at this moment. Oshun went to walk past the pumpkin patch, but something deep inside of her, what she would later learn as a solar plexus and sacral chakra, stopped her. I've been through the worst of it, I suppose, Oshun sighed and reluctantly, delicately limped her way into the center of the patch where the pumpkin that was speaking to her was. Let me teach you how to make yourself beautiful in your body, the pumpkin said. You are Oshun, the Arisha, and from this day on, after these secrets I'm going to share with you, you will have all the secrets for healing your body with sensuality and return to the most goddess-like body within. From this day on, you are no longer Oshun, but Oshun, the Arish of sensuality, who brings the sweetness of life to every woman's body. At the pumpkin's direction, with hands and trembling from all the time she'd been abused, Oshun carefully put her hands to the pumpkin, took a handful inside the pumpkin in her hands, and gingerly rubbed the pumpkin inside on her body. Everywhere the pumpkin inside touched her body, her body instantly transformed to the most intoxicatingly, breathlessly, sensual, and jaw-droppingly gorgeous goddess-like bodies in the world. Not only that, but also all the pain and low self-worth instantly fell off her body. Oshun, now the Arisha of Sensuality was instantly, instantly transformed. 
To this day, Oshun leads women in class and teaches them the healing power of pumpkins and how you must not eat the pumpkin in order to heal yourself. You rub the insides that you get from inside of your pumpkin over every single inch of your body. And then at the end of this transformation, I have what, quote, what hurts you heals you. Go into it a different way and learn how to use it. And then a line from a one of Beyonce's songs, my torture became my remedy. Underneath it, I've written, as a woman, I've been hurt for my energy, and that's what has healed me the most. Transformation to Oshun and Yimia. I, I think it's, I know I'm saying it wrong. Yimija? Yimija? I think it's Yimija. Oshun stood in the riverbank with other Arushas crying as she watched her children being sold by the white men and by each other into slavery. This was above the Arisha lineage. They were being sold because of a vibration that's deep within Black people's bodies. The Arishas watched helpless and pledged to accompany their beautiful brown children to all the areas of the globe that they were going to be sold in. Arisha and after Arisha disappeared from the shore, but when Oshun tried to join them, she couldn't leave the shore. Oshun is Arisha of fresh, sweet waters. There's no way for her to cross the ocean, which is salt water, to be with her daughters and her future daughters-to-be. Midway through her flight, her sister, her sister Yemiya realized that someone was missing from the group of Arishas. Where was Oshun? She circled back and found Oshun desperately trying with all of her magic in her body to leave the shore. My feet won't leave the ground. I don't know how to accompany my children as they go through this test of slavery, Oshun desperately said to Yimiya. My children are going to need my powers of sensuality, prosperity, health, and energy, and the ability to be in their bodies. Yimiya saw Oshun's problem at once. She was the reach of the sweet waters, which translates as fresh waters, and the ocean was made out of salt. Oya and Yimiya, along with other reaches, had powers across the ocean, but not Oshun. I'll help you, Yimiya said at once without any hesitation. I'll help you, and together we will help protect, lift up our daughters, sons, and their children for generations to come. And with that, Yimiya used her magical powers in her body to help Oshun cross over the ocean so that she could be there for our ancestors. Because Yimiya helped Oshun with her crossing over to the other lands, Oshun could be there for us. Oshun represents sensuality to this day. We discover our sensuality within our bodies, and it's through our sensuality and the return to our, our original energy within our bodies that we are healed from being damaged for our bodies. This potent sensual healing is thanks to Oshun. She held it in her honey pot until we as her daughters came back to our pots. Our sensuality is what heals our bodies at the deepest levels and refreshes us as a goddess in our body. This tale of the Arishas can be seen within our bodies when we cry the salt water represents Yimiya and sweetness after release the tears is Oshun just to say you know when you have a deep dark crying and you have that own of sweetness that's Oshun so I have a, a quote here from Kara Singh's song just feel all of it and then underneath I've written take the time to really go into and feel the feelings within your body it's okay Oshun and Yimiya will catch you and stand with you as sisters as you go into the deepest, darkest, most painful parts of your body. Transformation number three, the day Oshun's spirit left her. One day Oshun's spirit left her body. 
Oshin was always taking care of everyone else and never once poured into her spirit. So feeling sad and worn out, Oshun's spirit left her body and went to go bathe in the river. Where's my spirit? Oshun cried when she realized what had happened. She searched high and low for her spirit and couldn't find her. Oh no, my spirit has left my body. Oshun felt so bad. She knew that her spirit, which allows her to live in her body, deserved better than the lack of time and attention that she had given her. Eventually, she found her spirit bathing in the water. Come back into my body, Oshun pleaded. I promise you a good time. We will play, eat delicious food, and I will treat you like a goddess. Oshun's spirit shook her head and turned away, her nose in the air. I know what it's like living in that body. I'm not going back in there. Without her spirit in her body, Oshun would die. Oshun knew that, and she also knew that she had messed up. She understood why her spirit didn't want to be in her body. She had neglected both her spirit, mental health, and the figure of her body and given all of her magic to everyone else. Oshun had to find a solution and fast. All of a sudden, she had an idea. She went to a secret honey tree and talked to the queen bee who agreed to lead her, her to a secret goddess honey cove. Once there, Oshun covered her body in honey. After she was done, she went back to her spirit with bathing and playing in the river. Oshun didn't say anything, just sat down by the river. Her honey body sparkled and magic within the honey. Hearing the movement behind her, Oshun's spirit turned around. When she turned around, she saw astounded her. The body that she had just left was now sparkling with honey. Oshun's body looked so welcoming that Oshun's spirit knew that if she got into her body, she would never leave. Oshun's spirit was enticed by just how which dazzlingly, breathtakingly beautiful honey she covered herself in. And without a word, Oshun's spirit rejoined her body again. Your body wants to be in your energy. You have to treat her as such. And then we have Wednesday's transformation, or this is transformation number four, Oshun's prophecy. Oshun was promised a child, but the child came with a prophecy that he would be big and would tower over others when it came to love, but would die a child. True to the prophecy, Oshun gave birth to a big man-child who changed the world, but died very young. Lost without her baby, Oshun travels the world alone. To this day, she wears bracelets on her wrist because the jingling of the copper and gold bracelets used to be her way of letting her baby know that she was entering the room. Oshun is the Arisha for miscarried mothers, and to anyone who's lost someone who's like a child to them. And your most vulnerable moment is the sacred truth of your body. This is something I've been underneath it. <clears throat> we have all lost a child, a hope, a dream. This story is told so that you always know that you are never alone. And then we have Thursday, um, transformation number five. Oshun in the little yellow dress. Mama, Mama, what will we do? Oshun looked down, her beloved twins were tugging on her beautiful white dress. Normally she'd have reprimanded them for putting their hands, which were normally building sandcastles and mud huts behind their house on her white dress. Now the fact that her white dress had cute muddy handprints made of mud even crossed her mind. All she wanted to do was fix life and the way it had been for her children. First, they lost their father, and now because Oshun creates crystals, the villagers have driven her and her children out of the house. All she'd been doing was using her crystals to transform and heal other women's bodies. Why had the village woman turned her, turned out on her? She had no idea. What did she care? All she cared was about her babies. 
and where if she could find a safe place for all of them before nightfall and the tiger started to roam around again. It's okay, she soothed her children. Remember, Alodomari has created all of us. She says, just like the crystals like Mama creates. And this is all just part of the game. Look, she said, spying a thicket of trees. See, Alodomari, the most high, has sent us a house. This is our new house? The twins asked hesitantly. Yes, she replied with joy. This time her positivity wasn't forced as before. Help me and you will see. She and the twins got to work, and before darkness fell, using her magic, her and her children had, within the thicket of trees, built a small but gorgeous house of tie-dyes and cloths. As the days passed, Oshun even found ways to make provisions for her and her children. The women who had been grateful for their gifts of having their bodies back, and even those who were secretly envious of the all-healed ones, all secretly searched out Oshun. They wanted to be healed. Oshun showed them how to heal their bodies in the power of pumpkin water. In return, they paid her with clothes, food, and coins that she used for her and her babies. Days turned into weeks and weeks into months. Some of the village women who had thrown Oshun out of the village out of jealousy wondered they had, why they hadn't seen her crying destitute on the other side of the river. They did some investigating, and one day, while they were hiding in the trees, they saw Oshun operating in her power. Blinded by jealousy, they decided to make Oshun learn her lesson. They waited until she was out with the client, showing her how to heal herself with the pumpkin water. While Oshun worked, her children often played, building sand castles by the house. Creeping ever so slowly, the village woman crept up on the children and stole them. When Oshun came back, she saw that her children were gone. She went mad to get them back. The village woman said that, they were going to sell her children to slavery, and Ashun sobbed and sobbed, using all the efforts in her body to get her children back. We are all Ashun's children, and to this day she cries by the river, desperate by her for her children. Ashun's dress, once a sparkling white, turned yellow from being washed in her tears. To this day, when you see a picture of Ashun, she's often seen wearing a yellow dress. However, it's either yellow or pink. Um, I think it's pink Brazil. However, her dress was originally white to reflect all the purity of her body. This story of Oshun represents self-love and being connected to your body. Is your dress sparkling white with your own energy or yellowed by other people's mess? P.S. In another tale, part two of the story, which is not in this book, yes, Oshun does get her twins back and she even becomes the Risha of Prosperity and many, many crystals all of which comes from her body, PPS, all the crystals in the world come from your body. Transformation number six of Shun and the Moon. Special thanks to Lucia Tish for inspiration with the story. Oshun and the Moon, the story goes like this. One day, Oshun and six Netherumala were sent by Lodomar to create a new earth. It was his most priceless price gift that had that he had ever given anyone. When they got to the new world, however, instead of the Rumalas working together, all the male Rishas went into their masculinity trying to outdo the other, and they ignored Oshun. She tried so hard to get in the conversation using all the masculine energy, of which she had none, in her body. She desperately wanted to be a part of creating something new and beautiful on Earth. The male Rishas dismissed her. You're too little. You're too frivolous. You're too much. Who needs sensuality? Who needs pleasure? Who needs spirituality? 
They all turned their backs to her and Philemon wanted Oshima as far away as she could. The moon was the dark place with no one else but her, and Oshun sat there silently with her wounds all alone. All of a sudden, she remembered a mirror that Lodomari had given her. It had been before the Rumala were sent to Earth. It was a warm day, and she and Lodomari had gone on a walk together, laughing and sharing joy together. I have something for you, he said in his deep, dark voice. For me? she asked with child excitement. Can I see? Lodomari pulled something small out of his royal blue robes and handed it to Oshun. She gasped at its beauty. In her hands was a small, very ancient mirror, sparkling with crystals that she had never seen before. It's a gift, Lodomari said, so you can always admire gifts, softness, and beauty. Oshun had never seen something so beautiful. She didn't even know that she had gifts until Lodomari had told her. Now on the moon, Oshun took from her sparkling white dress the only thing she had, the mirror that Lodomari gave her. Alone on the moon, she worked on sharpening the gifts that the Rishis had thrown her away for. Since they didn't seem to need her on earth, she learned how to make her body beautiful, how to make her curves dip into her legs, how to add essential essence to the way that she moved her body. She even learned how to orgasm without releasing, integrating her own magic back into her body. Using the mirror, she transformed herself to the sexiest form of her body, while on earth everything fell apart in the hands of over-masculinity. Eventually, the Rishas on Earth were at a loss. They had been sent to create a new world, but instead had completely fallen apart in their hands. They went and complained to Lolomari. You set us up to fail, they accused him. You gave us a purposeless planet. None of our powers are working. Someone's missing, Lolomari asked. Where's Oshun? The male Arishas hopelessly tried to give every excuse in the book. However, eventually the truth of how they treated her came out. You did what? Alodomar exclaimed outraged. Go apologize and make it right with her right now. And with that, in anger, he turned his back and walked away from the Malarishas, leaving them hanging their heads. They searched high and low for Oshun with no success. For 5,000 years, they searched throughout universes, planets, and galaxies. Eventually, they found her just a short while away on the moon and pleaded with her to return on Earth. Oshun agreed. She used her gifts one more time to produce a child, and then she rejoined the male Arishas on Earth. On Earth, everything produced beauty because she had sat with the beauty within herself first. Every woman has a moon story, a story of how someone dismissed you for who you are, and whether or not they came back to get you, the most important thing in the world is that you got you first. And then the last transformation of Shun and Shango. Shun and Shango had a passionate marriage. The sexual passion between the two was unreal. And whenever they went, they couldn't keep their hands off of each other. At first, Shun didn't notice the changes. But then one day, while brushing her hair, she noticed that there were more hair than usual was coming off of her hairbrush. She rushed to the mirror. There were patches of hair missing in her once gorgeously flowing tresses. Not only that, who was this person looking back at her in the mirror? She barely recognized herself. Once clothed in leopard skins represented royalty, she was now wearing rags that hung loosely on her body. She looked at the house that she and Shango moved into when the bank lost, quote unquote, all of their investments. They 
went from living in a huge lodging to a small shack with one room. They still had electric moments in the bedroom, but they only came once, or if she was lucky, twice a month. And whether it was dreams, finances, or money, Shango never participated in the process. Finally, Oshun saw the truth, and it was one of the hardest decisions she had ever had to make. She had to leave Shango and get back into her flow as Oshun. And I have a quote here from Adam Lowell, the Oracle. Oshun and Yemiya daughters are the spirit of royalty. You carry the spirit of wealth within you, the spirit of beauty, the spirit of flow, the spirit of currency are within you. A lot of times people are attracted to you, not because of your physical experience, but because of the ashe that you carry. It's not about feeling better than other people, but about budgeting the ashe that you carry. Ashim was always sick. And Shango was always taking the ashe from her body. And so with that knowledge, Oshun stepped out on her own to redesign her life. Five years later, Oshun was back on a new place in life. Clothed in the softest silk that hugged every inch of her body, she drank champagne for breakfast and money flowed to her effortlessly for simply being herself. Shango had been good, however, no sex was ever that good. Oshun had learned how to have sex on her own. In Sanskrit, the word for war, the word for one woman comes Amarita, which translates to the nectar of the goddesses. This is a story of learning how to be nectar on your own. Um, and with this and with uh, a lot of these stories, I did take some liberty too. Um, but a lot of the stories are told generally and not from like the Oshun vantage point herself but one thing that I did learn from watching Rapisha Priestess is just how much power Oshun really has which you may not have seen from these stories um but it, she's she's a very it's it's very different type of power um it is soft power but soft power in a way you've never seen it before and this tale story of Oshun and Shango comes from the Pakatis, even though I took liberty with it. And the story goes that when Oshun and Shango's marriage um, was together, even though Oshun is often thought as the Risha sensuality, she's actually the Risha prosperity. But in their time together, they live in poverty. And then when the two separate, when Oshun leaves Shango, then all of her resources opportunity money currency health everything just kind of flows back to her um because the flow is going to shang instead of her and so she literally she becomes magnetic for all these good and beautiful things and it's a story that i love to share with my girlfriends when they're getting out of bad relationships because i think every one of us has an oshun shango moment and this is a story that's really helpful for us to know from the beginning but it's also a story that is very often told differently from the male perspective i've only heard this story um, in the general term, not the personal term, like I told it from Adonol the Oracle. I don't know her full Orisha name. And there was someone else who mentioned below um, on another video that she's like, you know, African priestess told me the story a different way. And she told it the way that similar to how I've told you. So there's definitely a power um, within these stories. And when we know to wear them and be them and that an epic the whole of these stories of Oshun represent you. And I have a quote here from Austin Marie, which is, a man doesn't want to complete you. He's attracted by your fullness. 
Um, and then underneath I wrote a note to the wise. When you're with a partner, always be mindful of your flow. Your natural flow of life, health, prosperity, and sensuality. Is it reaching you? If not, you may need to pull no shoon. When your soulmate takes your soul, leave him there and make all of who you are overflow into every inch of your soul. Okay, so then we have the epilogue. So we're in the epilogue now, back with Aphrodite. So Aphrodite sat around the table with her girlfriends, Medusa, Lolita, and the Pomagira. Aphrodite had just made the woman a cup of tea. Did you do it? Pomagira asked excitedly, her body shimmering in a red dress that effortlessly flowed like a goddess off of her feminine body. Sister, Medusa spoke, adjusting her crown, the all-queen Candace's Ethiopian queens, um, and there's a interesting subset to this if you look into the history of what we now know as medusa they were actually based off of ethiopian queens ethiopia is the only country that although invaded was never like owned um like everything else was it was never colonized in that way and the ethiopians were known for their Queen Candace's, and the story is that after Alexander the Great conquered Kemet, he came to Ethiopia, and he was met with two large elephants. One of them was Queen Candace, who was the sister of um, the brother who was king of Ethiopia at that time, and they're said to be very beautiful, powerful woman. And there's even a Queen Candace in the Bible, um, I believe it was Paul meets I think it was Paul or Peter. No, I think it was Paul. He meets the eunuch and said it was for Queen Candace. And all the time I thought the name was her name was Candace, but it's actually the position of royalty. And so Alexander the Great, by his own words, he couldn't conquer Ethiopia. And so the at the time these women had these beautiful dreadlocks, and so that became the snakes in Medusa's head. So this is just to go to show that even though I wrote the story very simple, it um, it's deep. <laughs> so I'll start over. Sister Medusa spoke just in her crown that all Queen Candace's Ethiopian queens wore on their head. Her beautiful green eyes starting to feel the tears that roared, rolled onto her soft, soft chocolate skin as the thought of all the pain that the woman, her woman, had been put throughout generations. Please tell us that you finally gave them the book. Aphrodite nodded, looking at her blood-soaked nails and thinking of the long trip she had made to heaven for the book. Should she tell them what she'd seen there? No, now was not the time. Although her nails were bloody from her travel, she had ultimate peace in her body. Her women were free at last. And this is the part of the story that I do have to kind of go in and just adjust a little bit because Aphrodite had got the shroom pages from heaven. Um, and I know that they were in the bookshelf when she pulled them out. That's because she, well, because the, the secret I can't let you into right now. Um, but when she came, well, when she came back to heaven, she she absolutely collapsed, um, and it took all the energy and all the magic to bring herself back. Um, but underneath the manicure, there's a lot of pain that went burned her to get this book. Yes, she said to her sisters, our women are free at last. Good job, Cicely, said as she adjusted the soft brown body-hugging dress that softly hugged her body like a goddess, fresh off of her fight from the demon banda. We know that you went through a lot to get it. Thank you for using all the powers in your body to get your, our children back. 
Aphrodite slowly denied the thanks. This undertaking would have been impossible without the help they had given her and all the efforts all of them had poured in. She smiled, reflecting the joy of the woman that all of the women at the table could feel as her rippling vibrations from woman on earth reading up to their bodies. It had been a collective effort, and they had all put everything they had in together to get it. She simply had been the figurehead. She lifted a champagne food in the air that was adorned with crystals, jewels sparkling on her wrists. She said, Thank you, sisters, for infusing my body with the magic to get it. All the women toasted with the flutes of champagne together, and then the pomegranate excitedly said, God hit the book. Now it's time to tell them who Eve really is. And the book of the goddess is within every woman's body. Okay, appendix. Never trade yourself for your power. Inspiration for this story comes from orderwhitemoon.org forward slash goddess forward slash oshun forward slash oshun.html access 117 2022. Oshin wanted to learn the next step to perform magic. However, Obatula was the only one who had the secret. I refused. He chastised Oshin. She asked him for the 500th time. One day, while bathing in the river, he took off his sacred royal white robe and laid it on the shore before getting to the river. The Arisha Alegba came along. Oh, what's this? He said mischie mischievously. He scooped up Obatula's royal white robe and ran home to his house, hiding the robe in a corner. Where's my robe? Obatula asked as he came out from the river. He looked here and there and all the bushes, but he couldn't find it. Finally, he saw what he knew to be Alegba's footprints. Oh, that scoundrel! Feeling sleepish and embarrassed about being naked, Obatula decided to hide in the river until someone came to help him out. The Risha that came along was Oshun. Brother, what's wrong? She asked him, seeing him cowering in the river. Someone took my robe, he explained. I think it was Alegba. You think or you know? She asked him. I know, he told her. I'll get your robe. In order to get it back from me, you have to teach me how to reach the next step before I magic in my body. Reluctantly, Obalatsala agreed. Oshun tried five sparkling scarves around her body, covered herself from head to toe in the most exotic honey. Her sensuous essence of exotic energy sparkled like gold on her body. She went to Lekva's house and stood at the door. He turned around and stood still, transfixed by Oshun's body, which glistened with honey and covered with the most beautiful scarves he had ever seen in the world. He must see what was under the scarves. I have come for a Batala's robe, Oshun said. I won't give it to you, Legba said, jutting his chin defiantly, still eyeing Oshun's body. He had never seen a more beautiful vibration in the world. They negotiated slash argued back and forth. Finally, they came to an agreement, and Oshun got a bottle's robe and a trade and trade for a Legba experience in her body. When he was done, Oshun wrapped her five beautiful scarves back around her body and covered her body with the most exotic, with more exotic honey, and left at Legba's house. This time with a bottle as robe. I got it, she said to a bottle who was still high in the river, big, embarrassed and, and disgraced. She refused to turn around while he got out of the river. She had done a lot for this room, didn't need a bottle using his matter to disappear when she wasn't looking. Okay, I delivered on my end. It's your turn now, Oshun told Obatala. Obatala looked at her sheepishly. What? Oshun said, raising her voice. The reason why men need magic and women don't is that you are already it, Obatala said. Your body is the truth of every woman on earth. 
Women hide their bodies all the time, but their magic lies in the vibration of it. Black is the sexiest color in the world because it's all the beginnings of your body. Your most magical place in the world is your body. You don't have to do anything for it. Um, in Sanskrit, the word for one woman comes is amrita, which translates immortality or nectar of the goddesses. Within the nectar of the goddesses, immortality of a woman's body. When a woman integrates her nectar back to herself, she unveils the power of our body and the exotic honey inside of every woman, including you and me. And then the ending is <laughs> just me, a picture of me on a boat. And underneath it says, your most feminine design life is inside of your body. And about the author, hi, gorgeous. My name is Jasmine. I love the ocean. Spend time in the library and watching reruns of Sex in the City. I connect with I connect women with their central feminine health and show them how to use their sex field to enhance their femininity, feminine energy, and their bodies. I have a background as a personal trainer, femininity coach, and competitive beating athlete. I believe that there is a body of a goddess inside of every woman, and I help bring women home to their wings, to who they originally are within. I have a unique approach to lifestyle and fitness transformations, where I treat women as lingerie wrapped up in a body. It feels so yummy, delicious, and sexy to be in our bodies. And I've designed a method where every woman can carry that feeling with her in all aspects of her life. And I love to share this simple and effective method with other women. Lace to the next level. I believe that your body is meant to break the mold. I'm here to hand that lace to every woman. Your body is lingerie. Why not pour so much sex pills in, into it that takes your breath away? And my journeys, which include traveling thousands of miles with everything in my car and being slut shamed, shunned, and abused into a transformation of my own power, I found a way to use feminine energy to not only sculpt the body of a goddess, but also activate a soft, sensual, sex appeal energy within your body so that you feel alive in your body in a level they've never experienced at or before. Welcome to the goddess experience of your body. And I just want to read you one last thing from a a song that was made to Oshun. It's Sacred Mysteries Worldwide. Okay, let's see, she wrote. The word Oshun comes from the word Arishun, which is the source. When I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is why it's the basis, because she really is the source of who we are as women. So I think that's so powerful. So beautiful in so many different ways. Welcome to the source of who you are. As a woman, who you are as a beauty, and who you are is in your worth. So <laughs> if you're interested in anything more, just see the programs below. But I read a chapter of this today. 
to recenter myself with who I am as one within my body. And this gives me special um, kind of energy to remember with who I am within my lace and lingerie. After this, I have a one last video. I'm going to be recording in pieces now that I can do it 30 minutes at a time and, and build it. Um, which I share my philosophy, and then that will end season three of Fitness and Mimosas. I love you. Have a beautiful day.